This morning, uh, we have a special treat. We have been telling you over the last couple weeks that we have some guests who are going to be with us this morning. We have the Abel family who is here. The Abels are some of our global partners who serve in the country of Paraguay. And so we're going to, I'm just going to invite him to come forward. Uh, Their family can uh, come on up, as many of them as want to come up anyways. And they're going to take just a few minutes and share a little bit about their ministry. And then Mafu is going to give the sermon this morning. So would you welcome them? Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here um, and see some familiar faces. It's been a long time. We... We did come and visit um, three years ago when we were back, and it was a number of years ago when I was serving at this church as a youth pastor and worshiping with you all for a little over a year back then. My family has grown and is growing. We're expecting another baby, another baby boy in February, so we're very um, thankful for that. I would like to thank you very much for the support that we've received from this congregation throughout the years. Um, You may know it. You may be invested in this giving. Um, You may be finding out today, but Elmo Church has been a faithful supporter of our mission and our ministry in Paraguay. And you'll hear a little bit more about that. We have a video that we'll be showing in a minute. But before that, I want to draw your attention to this picture here. This is a picture soon to be outdated as kids grow up and now another kid gets added, but um, it'll serve this purpose. This picture, we call it a prayer card. And so you take one of these and you put it somewhere. You put it in your Bible, you put it on your desk, you put it on your fridge, you put it on the dashboard of your car. I don't know. You choose where you want to put this where you'll see it from time to time. And then you train yourself, you discipline yourself that when you see this picture, You pray for us, and you pray for the ministry in Paraguay. So it's called the prayer card, and I would love if each of you took a prayer card. I put a stack of them on the back table there. I have more here. My kids will probably help distribute these at the end of the service too, so feel free to take one or two or more of these. Um, Boaz woke up at 5 this morning for some reason. Um, Zoe. And Ian, could you stand up, please? Could you say your name? Zoe. Zoe. What's his name? Ian. And what's the little brother's name? Boaz. Levi. And Levi. And this is my wife. My name is Edenai. <laughs> and we're in church planting ministry. And it's church planting... Well, ministry, right, the calling that God has placed on my life as a missionary to go to Paraguay and serve the Lord there is also the calling that God has for my family. Um, If he's called me there, he's called my family there as well. And they understand that they're part of ministry and are great assets to our ministry. So um, they're involved in all we do, and it's a blessing. You want to say something? Praise the Lord. Um, I would like to direct your attention before we go to Scripture to a video, if that will work. Let me tell you a little bit about Paraguay. We live in Villa Rica, 
a small city of a small department located right in the middle of the southeastern half of the country. Our goal is to plant churches comprised of new believers. To do this, we have to constantly evangelize and invite. Our main church activities are a Saturday Kids Club and a Sunday worship service. Midweek Bible studies and one-on-one -on -one discipleship meetings help us to teach new believers the gospel. We have been in this location since November of 2020. In our rental home, we have a, a space for the church, and in our yard we have the kids club, and that's where we do all our church activities in this church plan. We also have another property where we hope to build our second church plant, and we've already started doing some VBS activities there. In this next year, we hope to build a structure where we can start having meetings and, and do activities in this new location to start our second church plant. Our mission work is interesting. It involves popping into people's lives to tell them what they need, to tell them what we all need. Reconciliation to God through the gospel of Jesus Christ. People don't often realize their own spiritual need. Hopefully today, you can consider how God is calling you to trust Him and to serve Him. Pray for the church in Paraguay and consider how you can be involved in God's mission. Let us pray. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray, Lord, that you'd speak to us, that you'd work in our lives, that you'd continue to sanctify us, that you'd continue to give us faith through your word, that you'd bring us repentance. And so this morning, Lord, we pray that you would minister to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Mission Sunday. If you were going to plan a mission Sunday, a missions message, what verse would you choose? Okay. Any volunteers to suggest a verse for a mission Sunday? The Great Commission, right? Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's a good verse for, for a mission Sunday. I might choose one like that as well. What else? That was another suggestion over here. Oh. Well, he, um, doing his homework, right? Yeah, wow. G give him extra points. Um, how about Acts 1.8? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and even to the ends of the world. Might be a good Mission Sunday passage, right? What else? Genesis 12. Genesis 12. Oh, there we go. We're getting into the Old Testament for Mission Sunday. That's good. That's, that's where I was going to go to. Um, something in the Old Testament. Because, see, missions isn't something new. We, we tend to maybe think of it in the New Testament, the Great Commission, the Holy Spirit coming, the church acts, right, the church going out. We think of maybe Jesus and John 3.16, right, a missionary message, this evangelistic message. But our God 
is a missionary God. And from the beginning of Scripture, God has always had a plan to reach the world with his salvation. And perhaps, yeah, do you have a verse for us? You've memorized John 3.16. Good for you. That's great. Keep memorizing God's word. That's great. Um, It is important for us to realize that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that his plan from the beginning was to save the world through the person of Jesus Christ. And And that's the gospel message we have to share. And that has permeated throughout the Old Testament. I guess when I was in college, I realized this more plainly. I had a missiology professor who said, who challenged us to read the Old Testament with missionary glasses on, right? Put our missionary lens and read the Old Testament, and all of a sudden, boom, it was everywhere. And it's, it's like one of those things that once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? Have you ever gotten one of those images on Facebook or do you email? It's, what do you see? The princess... Or the hag. It's the same image, and you might see the princess with a little bead necklace or something, or you see a, a witch with a big old wart on her nose, and, and it's the same image. I saw one that had a, a toad or a frog on a lily pad, and it said, Share this when you see the horse. Like, the horse? What, what are they talking about? So I look at it for a little bit, and boom, I see it. And all of a sudden, it's like I couldn't unsee it. Where did that frog go? He was here just a minute ago, right? And I could see it clearly. So, pay attention here to Psalm 96. It says, O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. We'll just go till there today. And I'd like to draw your attention to this psalm. This psalm in a series of psalms about God as a king. From Psalm 93 to Psalm 100, we've got this different aspects of this king. And this one is this king for the nations. This king for all peoples. But this king who contrasted To the idols of the people, right? Um, Verse 5. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. So we have this great contrast. We have one God who can save. One God who is the creator God. He is the God who can give life and he can give regeneration and new life and salvation. Versus... The gods of the peoples. And the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. So, I'm, I have several points, and I will try to limit myself to one today. Maybe one and a half. For time's sake, and also so you make sure you don't forget. Um, first point here, if you look with me at verse 2. Sing to the Lord 
and bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day. Tell of his salvation from day to day. God's salvation, the gospel message, is a message to be shared. It's something to be spoken, something to be told. So, let's put you on the spot. Show of hands here. How many of you have spoken to someone this week about the weather? About the weather. How many of you have talked to somebody about the weather? Okay, that's most of you, right? How many of you have spoken to a stranger about the weather? A uh, couple, one, two, three, four. Uh, you're going to check out and it's like, oh, it's getting cold. It's windy out there, right? A couple, a couple months ago, it's like, how many inches of rain did you get? I mean, in the cities, they don't do that as much. We're out in the farms and people are always talking about how many inches of rain you got um, for the farms and stuff. But it's, you know, if it's not the heat, it's the humidity that'll get you, right? If it's not the cold, it's the wind chill. We talk about the weather very easily with anybody, with strangers, with anybody. And I think the assumption we make that makes it easy to talk about the weather with anybody is that we assume it is relevant. It affects us, right? It affects all of us, so it's common ground. So I would like you to consider talking about our glorious salvation in Jesus Christ, talking about the gospel, and put it in your category of the weather. Think of it as the weather. It is relevant. It's actually much more relevant than the weather. Because the story of Scripture is a story of God creating the world and the world falling into sin, and from Adam on... Humanity has suffered from sin. Sin affects us all. Sin has, um, has ruined us all. Scripture says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So that's, that's relevant, right? Because all are sinners and need forgiveness. And there's another thing. Jesus Christ, he died on the cross, right? Our verse, um, I don't know his name, the young man there who knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So my missionary challenge to you is to talk about Jesus. As this psalm says, Tell of his salvation from day to day. Um, the gospel is a message to be shared. Now sometimes we like, well, what, what should I talk about? Right? How do I share the gospel? And there really isn't a formula, right? There isn't necessarily the exact words you need to use. But a couple of things to highlight maybe would be the, the reality of sin. And then you cannot miss the reality that Jesus Christ came to take away the sins of the world. So that simplifies it to to two points, right? Maybe an important thing to add there would be faith, right? Faith, trusting, believing this crazy message that a guy came and died on a cross and all of a sudden I can have my sins forgiven because of it. It's crazy talk, right? 
But it's true. And we realize it and we recognize it and we believe because the Holy Spirit works in our lives. So, as Romans 10 says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's why it is important, it is essential that we talk about salvation. That we tell of his salvation. Um, You've probably heard this quote, I don't know who it is attributed to. But I've heard it many times shared. Preach the gospel always. And if necessary, use words. Well, let me tell you, words are necessary. Words are essential. You cannot preach the gospel without using words. Now, you can have a good witness. You can be a good neighbor. And that can um, amplify your words, right? Your message. But there are good peoples in all sorts of false religions. There are good neighbors, people trying to be good in all sorts of false religions. But it says here, verse 5, All the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. The thing about a worthless idol is that a worthless idol cannot save. And that's why we are called to tell of his salvation. This is a, a, a gospel invitation, right? God commands us to exclusivity of worship of God. He says, the Lord your God is one. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Not because he is this egotistical, um, self-serving creature, right? Not a creature, he's the creator. He does it because there is no salvation in anywhere else. So when God calls us to himself, he calls us to life eternal and to salvation. It is a command of grace. When he tells us to share the gospel, it's because we have life-giving words to share. So, I don't care what method you choose to use to share the gospel. You know, there are a number of different curriculums you could try to follow, things you want to... Um, have some key questions, uh, Way of the Master, Romans Road. I don't know. There's, there's a million of them out there. It's interesting to take a look at some things so you, so you know what to talk about. But consider, sin affects us all like the weather. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is for us all. And with those two things in mind, we can share this confidently, relevant as the weather sharing the gospel with whoever it may be. There's a hymn I really like, and you might know it. It goes, I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. And so it goes and it talks to telling the story, for some have never heard the message of salvation from God's own holy word. But it also goes on to say, I love to tell the story to those who know it best. And we can talk about our salvation with one another. We can share and be encouraged in faith with one another. And and so I I encourage you with this. um, And I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it this far today. But I would like to challenge you with that. That you have life giving words to share. And that the gospel is a message to be shared. And as as missionaries, as church planters in Paraguay. Um, that's what we have to do. We have to be about 
sharing the message of the gospel. And so we drop into people's lives and we try to quickly talk about what really matters, spiritual things, and invite people to study God's word. And we believe that through the study of God's word, through the preaching of God's word, the Holy Spirit is bringing faith and salvation to those who hear. And we invite you to participate with us in that. I know that Elmwood Church has sponsored us, and some individuals among you have also sponsored us, and that is great financially, but also with prayer. Because I cannot change a heart. I cannot make people believe that is a miracle that God does. And for some reason, he has chosen to work through the prayers of his people. And so you can be a part of the ministry in Paraguay. We thank you. I was just looking at the, the little missions wall in the back. And, and each, each month we get asked about prayer requests and things to be shared. And we're, we're grateful for you guys. And um, we're happy to be able to be encouraged by sharing together with you today here as well. So let's pray. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to talk of our salvation. That you would help us to live out this psalm and tell of your salvation, Lord, from day to day. And to declare your glory, to consider your works. Lord, we think of this week of Thanksgiving where we've probably all been in this exercise of of considering all that you've done in our lives and all the blessings you've given us and to be thankful. Lord, may this praise, your praises, be always on our lips. And Lord, as we, as we thank you, as we live in gratitude, may we also be generous in sharing your love. Sharing your love specifically, Lord, with the gospel message that people might hear and have faith and be transformed and come into this great salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks, Mafu. What a good reminder for us. The gospel is a message to be shared. It's a message to be shared, and you have life-giving words to share. As a follower of Jesus, as someone who has been made alive to the things of God, you have good news to share with those around you. These are beautiful reminders for us. It's easy to think about people like Mafu and Edenai and their family who go somewhere else, and they are the real missionaries. Um, God has called every single one of us as followers of Jesus, to live great uh, commandment or great uh, commission type lives. He's called every single one of us to live Acts 1-8, be filled with the Spirit and go out and share the good news type lives. And so they're doing it in a unique way for sure. And we want to honor them uh, for the way that they have uh, given up so much of what's familiar to them to go into a place that is, uh, that's difficult and to, to take on a new culture and to do the work they're doing. Uh, and we also want to make sure that we don't like put them in some weird pedestal, right? I think that they would want to say, like, we're not, we're not any, like, different than any other follower of Jesus. We have the same commission. We're expressing it in a different way, and so we want to respect and, and honor them for that and also recognize, as you said, Mafu, that, like, we all have 
life-giving words to share. The gospel is a message to be shared. As we come to the communion table, as we do each week, we are reminded, as Mafu said, we share the good news as a joyful response to what God has done for us in the person of Jesus. Tad reminded us of John 3.16, God so loved the world that he sent, that he gave us his son. And so in the very heart of God, we see this missionary impulse, not only throughout the Old Testament, but also culminating in the person of Jesus. He is the expression of God as a missionary God who sent his son in order to, uh, in order to, that we might be saved. And so when we go out and share those life-giving words, we do so not because we feel obligation or because we have to, but because we do believe that the message of the gospel is as relevant for us as the weather is. We share because we believe uh, that God loves people and that he sent his son and that the gospel is good news. And so we do so as a joyful response to what God has done for us in the person of Jesus. We come to the communion table today and we are also reminded of our brokenness and our idolatry and our sin. What I want to do is offer just a few moments of silence for confession and for reflection. Maybe there's something that Mafu shared that is sort of sticking with you or that's landed with you. I want to give you just a few moments to think on that or to ponder that or to sit with God. Maybe there's uh, an aspect of, as you think about your life and think about how often or how not often you talk about things that are as important as the weather, as in Jesus. And you think, yeah, you know, I can't remember the last time I had a meaningful spiritual conversation. Maybe this is the time for you to uh, spend some time just sitting with God in confession and repentance. So let's take a few moments of silence for confession, and then we will come to the communion table together.